Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to this late night edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Excuse me. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Elonis or Penguins. Funny story. I was actually trying to record the show for the last, what was it, 20 minutes? I believe. So I use Restream now, at least for both actually the audio and the video. Um, before I just used Audacity, but I take it into Audacity to edit the audio, make it sound better. I'm not having my Discord or Slack notifications on um, anymore. And I guess someone else was using the restream for the last 20 minutes. They must have started recording the episode right as I got on to record mine, which is something that's not happened to me um, yet. But yeah, I'll probably be a little more careful here moving forward. But we have a lot to get to for today's episode overall. A lot of practice notes for the Penguins. Uh, Players have come back out of COVID protocol. We're going to look at the lines. Going to do a full preview for the game um, on Wednesday against St. Louis Blues. We're also going to do a little bit of a preview for the game on Thursday against the Flyers as the Penguins will make their first visit to the Wells Fargo Center. Um, But starting today, you know, mostly really good news for the Penguins. More players have come out of COVID protocol, including Kasperi Kapanen, Tristan Jari. He's also come out of COVID protocol. Teddy Bluger, he's out of COVID protocol as well. The only players that are in COVID protocol right now are Drew O'Connor. He tested positive today, um, and Jeff Carter. Though uh, we got a really good update on Carter this morning uh, from Mike Sullivan after practice. He said that Carter's feeling a lot better. He's still day-to-day. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's out of uh, the protocol Um in the next couple of days, um, if not maybe tomorrow. I mean, it's not start, started skating yet, but you can only really start skating um, unless they test negative. But um, going to some practice lines, um, looked a little bit different, but you know, in a good way, I would say. Top line of Jake Gensel, Sidney Crosby, and Brian Russ is still intact. Um, Evgeny Malkin was centering the second line with uh, Kasperi Kapanen and Evan Rodriguez. Zach Aston Reese was with Teddy Bluger and Brock McGinn. Dominic Simone was with Brian Boyle and Danton Heinen, and then you have Caspi Brorquist, Redeem Zohorna, uh, Sam Lafferty, and then the defense remained completely the same, and then Tristan Jari was in the starter's net. So I would say look for Jari to start Wednesday against St. Louis. That game is also more important for the Penguins, which is weird to say because usually the Flyers game will be more important, right? But the Flyers are not good this year. Um, that's something I'm looking at getting right, at least for right now. Um, they're just They've been really mediocre to below average though Carter Hart has actually played pretty well we're getting we'll get, we'll get into the Flyers um a bit later on in the show but you know that's what the lineup is looking like right now though I would think Rodriguez is going to slide over to second line center for tomorrow and I think Bjorkquist is going to come back in um the only reason Gino is taking those second line rushes um is probably because Carter is, is still not there remember uh Gino said he's not going to be ready to play this game, uh, he was not doing his regular uh, power play run rushes. He, uh, he was on the second power play unit, so not on the first one. Um, it, it still looks, as of right now, unlikely for him to play on Wednesday or Thursday. Remember, he said he wants to come back um, for the game. Um, well, not for an actual game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's for the Dallas game this weekend, but he said during the Western swing sometime. So 
Um, the next couple of games, Frank Zarabelli had an interesting report today about Gino. Said it's a matter of days now, you know, not a week or two. Um, and he also had an interesting take um, in his icebreakers. If I can find that here. Um, real quick. He basically said, you know, look for a few players going on waivers or a trade um, for the Penguins to free up some cap space because um, it looks like, you know, per cap friendly, they will be a little over the cap. Um, so I would think have to think they're probably going to mainly use the waiver wire to get cap compliant unless they want to move someone like Jason Zucker. But I can't see the team doing that at this point. Right now, I would say Zucker's value has never been lower. Well, last season, his value was pretty low. Um, Maybe it's gone up just a little bit, but I still can't see it being that high. I don't think Ron is going to pull the trigger on him. I know some people are throwing out some top 12 forward lineups without Jason in there. Um, I think at this point, that's a little premature, at least in my opinion. I just don't see run doing that unless they're getting a better player in return. I mean, you know, sure they could get the cap space. That's huge. If they want to go out and get a cheaper forward, you know, with not as much of a cap hit, I could see them doing that, but will they probably not? Um, if I had to guess. So um, look for the penguins again, to probably make a couple moves via the waiver wire. Who could that be? I mean, I could see it being Drew O'Connor. If he, I believe he does have to go through waivers, um, I think he does. Last time I checked, uh, do he sent down Ricola? Um, he'll be sent down. Um, I'm sure Bjorkquist will be sent down. You know, Angelo was sent down today. Lafferty will probably be sent down. Zahorna could be sent down. Because um, when this team is healthy, I would have to think Ryan Boyle is going to be that 13th forward. You know, he's, he's always in the lineup. Oh, and that's also another point um, here that I have to make. Um, he was back at practice today with the team. Congratulations to him. I'll do a little bit of a clap here um, with the birth of his new child. Um, apparently, the story came out. He got to the, the room 10 minutes before the kid was born. So um, that's, that's the life in a hockey player right there. So I would have to assume he'll be back in the lineup Wednesday. I, again, I totally forgot about that until now. That just goes to show that sometimes I'm not thinking straight when it comes um, to this team. And then I just realized that when the team is fully healthy, um, he's not in the lineup. So um, he might be taking Gino's spot um, on Wednesday. And then he, that, he, that could be with Rodriguez and Kapanen. But again, you know, maybe maybe somehow Gino is going to play. I don't know. That's what the lines look like today. I'm not reading too much into the second line because I don't think Gino is ready. But uh, if he does not play and it looks like that's likely, uh, Brian Boyle or Casper Borquist um, will come in. Remember Dominic Simone, he's also out of COVID protocol as well. So it looks like the Penguins, they're surviving their second outbreak. It's gotten a lot better. And, you know, you can really see this these new updated protocols have really helped the Penguins with getting back their regulars. Um, a lot of the players have said they were asymptomatic during their time with COVID. Um, Teddy Bluger said today he did not have any symptoms. Uh, John Marino said he was asymptomatic as well, so he's fully back. Um, Kisberry Kapanen, um, he also said that you know he didn't really have a lot of symptoms during it. So um, as Mike Sullivan, you know, he he told the truth. You know, a lot of these players did not have symptoms. It looks like um, Jeff Carter got it though pretty bad. But again, you know, he's been doing a lot better as of late. I don't think he'll play tomorrow. I think at the earliest he'll play on Thursday against the Flyers. Definitely this weekend, I would say though, um, starting the big Western road trip. Remember the Penguins had that six game road trip 
uh, coming up. All the California teams, Vegas, Philadelphia, and Dallas. I mean, it's it's a lot. But those were the updates today um, from practice. Mike Sullivan did speak afterward and, you know, just basically confirmed, you know, what, what I just said, you know, Jarring Kaepernick out of COVID protocol. All those players are available for tomorrow night. Jason Zulker has been skating on his own, so that's good news. I would assume his return is, you know, maybe a couple weeks away, something like that. But, you know, it's good to see him skating. Um, let's say that. But that wraps up this first segment. Just want to get that little newsy segment uh, out of the way. Just get into how the team is doing with practices and stuff. Um, in the second segment here, we're going to preview the game against St. Louis Blues. This is a team that um, I was definitely a bit more down on than some other people were. But they're playing like one of the best teams in hockey right now. And I think they, they, they're they going to be really dangerous down the stretch, especially if Vladimir Tarasenko keeps playing well. But that's coming up here in this next segment. Uh, before we do that, though, if you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you are that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard product available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo kits make a great gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you will be glad you did. Remember, you know, I think my stepdad, he, he has a beard, and he definitely could use this product. He has not cleaned that thing up in the last five to six years. It's not it's not like Billy Gibbons style over here, but it's just, it, it's just a little thing that he has right here, and it's just like, buddy you need to groom that so freaking bad at this point but um we know that every company claims to have the best but primal origin oil challenges you to compare their ingredients in the feel and beard to the other products you have used we promise you will see and feel the difference remember the code locked on gets you 20 percent off at primaloriginoils.com use the code locked on for at checkout excuse me for 20 percent off at primaloriginoils.com all right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter, at Eleanor Score Penguins. Um, one quick thing before we get into our preview against the Blues. Um, Danny Shirey of DK Pittsburgh Sports, shout out to him, did this um, big little Google poll or something, you know, with how everyone got to put in their votes for the top 16 Twitter accounts on Penguins Twitter. Um, I was lucky enough to tie for 12th. Um, if anyone that is listening to this podcast voted for me, thank you from the bottom of my heart or anyone out there that did that. Thank you so much, you know, to be compared to legends like Dave Molinari, I was tied with Josh Yoey, DK, Bob Grove, even, I mean, that means so much to me. I try to provide the best Penguins content that I can. I try to get better with every podcast episode that I put out there. I, I try my best to learn from my mistakes and, you know, just bring something fresh when it comes to this team every episode that I can. And, you know, I love doing this. I would never give this thing up for the world. And, you know, there's going to be a day where I'm further up than number 12 for the best Penguins Twitter accounts. My goal is to be um, top five, if not top three, hopefully around the number one point, number one um, point, excuse me. At the, I don't know why I just said, excuse me after that, at least number one at some point. Okay. Got that out of the way. Just wanted to share that with you all. Um, just cause that came out yesterday. Now, to the game against the Blues, um, it's almost like Vladimir Tarasenko is still a good, great player. Who knew? 14 goals, 33 points in 33 games. He leads the team in points. And 
it's hilarious because this was a player that wanted out of St. Louis. You know, there's a lot of trade rumors going around about him, but not a lot of teams wanted him. Nice job, NHL general managers. R really nice because now he's a point-per-game player. He wasn't even protected in the expansion draft. The Blues were just asking Seattle to take him in that big contract. For some reason, they decided not to. And, you know, you're looking at Seattle right now. I mean, they sure could use a player like that. That's for sure. I know their goaltending has not been good this year. I don't believe it's – I think it's bottom five, bottom ten in the league. But, you know, they definitely could use some more scoring. And Tarasenko has been on one this season. Um, I'm not going to sit here and you know, I've seen takes uh, on sports talk radio and message boards and all that, or just by, by talking to, you know, people off the record and stuff saying like, well, you know, the, the Penguins could have traded for Tarasenko. It's like they probably could not have because a, they're not going to fit that contract under their cap. B, the blues probably would have asked for a fortune from him and C, I mean, where is the fit there? You got to put him on Evgeny Malkin's wing when, you know, they have Kasperi Kapanen. I mean, you know, I mean, sure, he's a better option than Jason Zoker at this point. I mean, who isn't? But it, the, my first two options, well, I, I guess the C one is not as big as A and B, but still, this was never going to happen. I thought that a team like the Islanders was going to, going to go out and get him, but um, he has been awesome this year for St. Louis. Uh, I don't know what his future holds there. But, I mean, he's been great. Jordan Cairo has 32 points in 29 games. <clears throat> Excuse me, 12 of those are goals. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich, 11 goals, 30 points in 30 games. So he's a point-per-game player. Really stupid trade there by Chris Drury, sending him away for Sammy Blaze. Um, I know the Rangers are a really good team this year. But if you really do a deep dive into their underlying numbers, it's not been sunshine and roses. They are fully carried by their high-end talent. That is the reason why the Rangers are winning games. It's Igor Shostorkin's playing awesome. Artemi Panarin is one of the 10 best players in the league. Adam Fox is a the best, arguably the best defenseman in hockey. And Mika Zibanejad has been awesome as well. And, you know, Chris Kreider has been up there as well. So <clears throat> that's mainly why they're winning games. You know, it's not their depth that's doing it or these other gritty moves that I'm sure some of the media will say that Chris Drury made that's helping them win the team. I mean, win games, excuse me, that's not it. I mean, it's it's mainly that they're, they're high-end talent that they paid a premium to get and wanted to go there are playing like superstar players. Um, and again, Buchnevich has been a great fit there. He's a player that I think St. Louis really needed because they needed more scoring for this season. Um, and he has been great. Um, Barbashev has really come out of his shell this year, 27 points in 32 games. Robert Thomas, um, has 22 assists out of his uh, 25 points, which is insane. Perron is playing okay. Ryan O'Reilly is always a two-way force. Tory Krug is playing not too bad. Brandon Saad has 12 goals this year. Again, that was a player I really wanted the Penguins to go out and get. But you know what? Um, I, I guess they didn't have – again, they didn't really have the cap room for it and that they didn't want to. Underlying numbers-wise, the Blues – you know, a mixed bag. They have 47.4% of the expected goals of 5v5, 53.6% of the actual goals. So they're finishing their chances, even though their expected goals is not that high. Their shot attempts are, of course, they only controlling 48.4% of those. They have a plus 10 um, goal differential expected goals for <clears throat> at 66%. So, um, I mean, that's that, that's really good right there. I mean, I'll, I'll say that. Their goals for per 60, 2.69. Goals against per 60, 2.32. Their expected goals against per 60 is 2.69. Their ex expected goals for per, for, for per 60, 2.43. So the Blues are outperforming their expected goals for 60 
by about 0.26. And they're also outperforming their goals against per 60 by about 0.37. Um, um, if you go to their goaltending, um, I believe Jordan Bennington has had a pretty – honestly, you know, a lot of their goaltenders are playing well, playing well this year. I mean, even in a short game sample – Charlie Lindgren has only played five games. He has 4.6 goals saved above expected. Again, very, very small sample size. Um, if you go down a little bit, um, it's actually funny. You know, Bennington has only played 19 games this season, has minus 0.2 goals saved above expected. Um, his save percentage overall, um, about 910, 2.94 um, goals against average. So um, it's honestly, it, they have not been winning um due to their goaltending it has been due to their strong finishing ability the defense has played well um they are i think they are a team that is outperforming their season i mean their their ceiling right now excuse me if you look at their lines sod o'reilly perron that's a great first line robert thomas with tarasenko jordan kybrew there, there are with how that top six is playing this year that is, you you are not going to find many top sixes that are better than that especially right now um, you know, Bozak is on the third line. He elected to go back there. Buchnevich, Logan Brown, uh, Klostein, Barbashev, and Sunquist. That is a deep forward group. Um, I don't think you will find 10 better teams with forward with forward group as good as that. I, I really don't think so. Defensively, their pairings, uh, Colton Pareko on the top pairing. We haven't even mentioned him. He's one of the best defensemen in the league. Justin Falk with Tory Krug. I think Falk has kind of slipped a little bit. And then Scandella is on the third pairing. Um, and then the goalies this year. Um, Vili Huso and Bennington. And, you know, Huso has also been pretty good this year um, for the Blues. Um, he's played seven games this year, 4.4 goals saved above expected. His save percentage overall, 927. So, um, you know, it's it's actually some of the backups that have outplayed the starter who's making um, $6 million per um, on that contract. I know Jordan Bennington always has sometimes his filled diaper moments. Um, that said, he is still a good goalie. This is a game, you know, we're going to really see what the Penguins are made of in this game. You know, they come into this as the league's hottest team, but they're also playing, you know, another really good team that's that's getting hot at the right time as well. In the Blues, it looked like, you know, the, the, their time was ending and they're not going to be doing anything after they won that cup. Um, but this year, you know, especially if you look at the standings, um, you know, they're they're in a playoff position right now. They're at, I mean, they're, they're first. In the Central, 19 and 9 and 5. The Predators are right behind them at 20, 11 and 2. If you would have told me um, back in October that in 2022, at the start of it, we would be seeing the Nashville Predators and the St. Louis Blues at the top of the Central Division, you, I would have thought you would that we would be joking here. I would have thought that would be a prank. Uh, that you know the world ended and it came back and this was what it was going on. Um, I did not see that coming whatsoever. I saw Minnesota was going to be good, but you know Colorado it, they've won seven of the last ten and they're starting to wake up. But you know they're only in fourth right now, only three points clear of the Winnipeg Jets and the Blues. They've also won seven of their last ten um, in two straight. The Predators they've won eight of their last ten. That's a really competitive division um, this year. But this is going to be a really tough game. Um, if the Penguins just, you know, they stay to their game, they play well defensively, they limit the chances to outside of the high danger zones, you know, they play well um, on the penalty kill, and they're able to continue their regression back to the mean with their finishing ability, they can um, 
they can and hopefully should come out victorious here. That said, um, I would not be surprised if they lose this one, if, if the Blues are the one that breaks their streak, just because of how good they've been this year. Um, I really think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the Stanley Cup playoffs if they keep this up because that's a really deep team that they have, especially with how their players are playing right now. Um, so that is a full preview of the game against St. Louis doing a deep dive into that team. Um, I'm excited to watch them. You know, the Penguins haven't played them in a year and a half. So excited to see what happens with that. Coming up in our final segment, we're going to do a small preview into the Philadelphia game on Thursday. So stick around for that. All right. We're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So Philadelphia. Um, there were some updates today from Philly. Uh, Claude Giroux has been placed in the COVID protocol, so he will be out for that game. Um, it looks like he has tested positive. It looks like Ivan Provorov has also been placed on the COVID list. He will be out for that game as well. So Philadelphia um, is definitely a bit banged up, um, I-, I would say, right now. Um, so it-, it just it makes it that much tougher for them to win that game on Thursday against Pittsburgh. You know, the Penguins, they did win um, the game earlier in the season. That that, that was the one that ended in overtime um, because Mike uh, Mike Matheson had that horrific giveaway with about three minutes left. The Flyers were able to tie it and salvage a point, <clears throat> even though the Penguins were playing lockdown defense that entire third period. Um, you know, get, still were able to win the game in overtime, which is, you know, that's what matters. So the lines right now without Claude Giroux, and remember, it also looks like they're without Sean Couturier as well. Um, these are massive losses, I mean, for the Flyers. Um, Joel Farabee with Scott Lawton and Cam Atkinson, JVR, Kevin Hayes, and Gerald Mayhew, May- uh, whoever the heck that guy is. Uh, Travis Connecting, Morgan Frost, Oscar Lindblom. Great to see Oscar uh, back and playing well. Um, you know, this might be a huge rivalry and one of the best rivalries in the NHL. Um, but I will always be an Oscar Lindblom fan. Um, what he was, what he went through, and how he's been able to come back is nothing short of outstanding. So um, I will never say a bad word um, about that player. Um, Patrick Brown, Zach McElwin, and Maxwell Willman are on the fourth line. Three players that I have no idea who they are. You get we the Penguins are going to see Rasmus Ristolainen on the top pairing, so Sidney Crosby can potentially eat him alive. With Travis Sanheim, who's had a pretty good year, Cam York with Justin Braun. Uh, York is going to be a force in the next few years. I mean, he made his debut last year, looked pretty good. You know, that's one of the Flyers' prospects that um, their fan base is excited about, and rightfully so. I mean, he lights up almost any league that he's in. Keith Yandel, and then with Kevin Connaughton. And then goaltending-wise, you know, Carter Hart and Martin Jones. I'm sure Carter Hart will be in net for that one. Um, Now, if we look at their overall stats this season, I've had like a cough almost every episode, and I have no idea what is going on. If, if we look at their overall team stats, um, underlying numbers wise, it, it's not pretty for Philly. Everyone 44.3% of the expected goals, 45.5% of the actual goals this year. Shot attempts wise, the Flyers are only controlling 70, 47.4% of those. Their goal differential is minus 11. Um, it's just, it, it's a really rough year there. Um, in Philly, no, I line big, no, and Michelle Terrian were let go. Mike Yo um, is now, um, the head coach, but you know, the biggest bright spot for them, you know, was their biggest weakness last season. Carter Hart has been really good. I know a lot of Penguins fans like to dump on Carter Hart, you know, just because the Flyers never seem to get the goaltending position right. I mean, remember they had Michael Neuver starting, Steve Mason, 
Brian Boucher, Michael Layton, the, the, the list goes on and on. Ray Emery, may he, may he rest in peace, of course. Um, just so many that um, it's just it's just been a, a it's 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 like a the circle goes round and round here as I'm as I'm doing for my you know the people that are watching on YouTube. Um, it, it's insane how many goals they've had um, over the years. But you know he saved 8.5 goals above expected. His overall same percentage this year, 918, 2.74 goals um, against average. That I think will be a bit lower um, if the Flyers defense actually gave him some help. Um, that is not a good unit. Um, I feel bad for Ryan Ellis just because the, the Flyers also gave up a lot to get him, but he has not been available for a lot of the season. You know, a lot of it has to, had to do with injury, but he's also been in COVID protocol. Um, he's just, he's hardly playing at all. And, you know, for that was their big acquisition this season outside of Cam Atkinson. Um, I would say that that was a bigger acquisition, at least in my opinion. And he just, he's not been able to play <clears throat> hardly um, this season. But um, this, should, this should be a game that the Penguins should win. Um, obviously I know it's a rivalry, so anything can happen. Um, and I know the Flyers had their number last year, you know, this season it's gone off to a better start. The Penguins won that first meeting with how banged up Philadelphia is and with how, you know, they have a little bit of an outbreak going. Um, I still think Pittsburgh, you know, they, they again, this should be as close to a comfortable win as there is in the NHL, but there also are no comfortable wins in the NHL just because if there's any given night. But right now, as I'm looking at the lines on left wing lock, this was updated today. There's no Sean Couturier, there's no Claude Giroux, and there's no Ivan Provorov. I mean, those are three of their best players. Um, Penguins have to take advantage of that. That's really um, all I can say at this point. But a lot of game action coming up for the Penguins this week. Again, Wednesday, um, game against St. Louis. That will be on TNT. So no um, local broadcast for that. The only thing local for the Penguins is the radio call with Josh Getzov on 105.9 The X. And then on Thursday, um, that I believe is an ESPN Plus slash Hulu exclusive game. Uh, Ray Ferraro is calling the game with John Butchergrass. 99% sure of that. Um, so if you don't have ESPN Plus, I highly recommend that you subscribe to it. The NHL package is worth it alone. That will be the only way um, I think that you will be able to watch that game. And then, you know, you're back to your regularly scheduled programming for the rest of the road trip. They go to Dallas and then they have the California trip and then they exit um, with Vegas. So that'll do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I appreciate all of you listening to this one. We'll be back on Wednesday with a full game recap of the matchup against St. Louis. And I will talk to you all then.